Hey Geeks in the Green Room and Memory Keeper Society, this is an introduction for my two podcasts in which I am posting the same podcast called the Podcaster Community Companion Podcast where Craig Constantine interviewed me about my love of podcasts and storytelling. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Hello, and I'm Heather Morrison. At least I am today. <laughs> there was a bit of discussion about, <laughs> you'd be amazed how many times podcasters don't know how to say hello. Not that you couldn't figure it out, but it's often a point of discussion. I'm, I'm going to say hello. Do you notice I waved at you? I said hello, and I waved. You did wave. The, yeah. Do you know why? Because no. it tends to make you want to say hello back. I realized that after you do a bunch of these, it's like, if I wave, like, this is the part where you say hello. <laughs> Sorry. That's so brilliant. Meta even this podcast, <laughs> but it plays right into my minimum viable podcast idea, which is if I can figure out something that I can do that makes it easier on the guest, I'm doing it. Bonus points. If I can figure out how to not have to do whatever that was, you know, like images of guests are hard for episode cover art. Skip that. Like uh, that was my decision. We don't need that. Um, so that's me like waving back at you is not just me being animated and trying to get you to engage. Sorry. Uh, and if anybody listens, I'm sorry. So if you don't means, editorialize, what is the equivalent of waving uh, auditorially? What is that? Oh, that's hello. Of course. Oh, okay, audibly. Yeah, auditory. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello, hello. is the greeting. Hello. 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 Hey there. Hello. Hi there. <laughs> that's your intro now. We got an intro. There's no intro. Oh. So in the little conversation we have beforehand, <laughs> I often say to people, podcasting and then whatever comes out. And so we were talking about, um, I'm going to put words in your mouth. We were talking about change. We were talking about how, because you and I are old enough <coughs> to be able to talk about, Hey, remember when they invented podcasting and, and we were talking about how you kind of go from like, yeah, I pretty much think anybody who's podcasting now probably has been listening to podcasts for a while, but you and I were literally like, remember when you used to download them on the iPod and then you did like the whole thing. And then somewhere along the way you became like one becomes the person, you know, I could, I could make those things. And you were talking about that change happened. You're waving. I have bugs in my house from fruit. Oh. It's, it's sorry. I thought you were waving me off. That's, no, I don't no, want to talk about that. That's not a, a different kind of version of hello. That's a fruit fly. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, remember, time flies like mm, a banana. Yeah. So, <laughs> gradual marks. Um, so yeah, change. What when I asked you about podcasting? What made you think of that? You know, you immediately told me a story about how you used to consume podcasts, how you used to listen to them. What makes you think about that change from listener to creator? When I say podcasting. Well, the change happened because, first of all, I love them. I love them with a passion like like this, the little kid I was that would go to bed with those little golden books under my under my pillow because mm. I would get nervous at night. I'd get scared of the dark or whatever. So, uh, And I still sleep with books. Uh, that is not the title of my podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm writing down books. Books, books. I love books. Yeah, big reader. Um, so I, I just, it just, 
it, there's something really childlike in my exuberance and my love for the form of podcasting and having somebody tell me a story. That's what I feel mm. like. I feel like a little kid and someone's telling me a story. So I've always had a lot of energy and enthusiasm and excitement for it. I mean, not all podcasts are for me, but the ones that they are, I literally walking through BART and the top of my head is exploding from radio <laughs> lab, you know? Right. Well, maybe right. not literally, that would be really messy. And obviously I'm still intact, but uh, figuratively or metaphorically or whatever the right word is. Um, and so, yeah. And I just went down a rabbit hole about my enthusiasm, which part of my problem with writing and staying on topic. Thank goodness this is only 20 minutes and you can cut me off. But um, anyway, so I've always had a lot of enthusiasm for it. And I never thought, I never made that leap though, to like thinking like I could do it because I, I don't have that background. I, I went to school. I was in, I got an English degree. I did a lot of performing arts. So I had community theater, my background, that kind of thing, but I never did radio, never wrote mm. for the school paper. I did, you know, so there's, well, there's like definitely a, something about a podcast is, is over there. Like I've yeah. been to a few plays and there's no universe in which I'm going to leap literally in the performance up on the stage and join in. Like you, 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 consume, you could you in an improv back. show, but you, well, but, but I mean, you, one goes to a performance and one takes in the performance. One listens to a podcast. You don't, you don't, even though it really is easy, you have now discovered, you don't like hit pause and like say something and then it comes out in the next two minutes as part of the show. It's a very one way thing. Um, do you remember what made you think you could be on the other side of the projection? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was seeing uh, a Facebook ad for the podcast fellowship. And I think I was, I was, it was also hitting me at a time that I wanted to find, try something different creatively, because I've tried all kinds of different things. I'm quite a dabbler. Um, and I was like, wow, uh, you know, I just never kind of, I don't know why, but I never kind of connected up this idea that I could do it. I'm like, well, what do I need to do it? I didn't know the tech or anything. Um, and so uh, interestingly, I think it literally came months before the pandemic hit. And in fact, I was in a TPF, uh, the podcast fellowship five, which um, got extended um, because people were just kind of having a difficult time getting through, you know, the material and everything. Right. I remember so. that one. Um, yeah, they, they held the, uh, I don't know if they delayed the kickoff, but I'm pretty sure they, ex I know they vastly extended how long yes. the platform was left to open yes. just because people had, had, there's like a community that springs up among the students who are going through in each cohort on any online course. Um, and the, the, uh, Kimbo group that runs it was like, well, let's, let's leave this community running so that people can like just be in their community more. Um, so, but so you pointed out yeah. that you saw an ad for a course, but I'm going to bet that if you'd seen that ad like three years previously, it, you probably wouldn't have jumped. Um, is there anything that you can point to that was the, th I mean, I, part of it, I think is you just wake up and you're a different person in the next morning and then not realizing <laughs> that, oh, today I'm going to jump on that opportunity that I see. Whereas the yesterday you might not have done that. So part of it, maybe it's impossible to find the catalyst to change within yourself, but I'm just wondering if you, yeah, if you yeah look I'm back sure it's a thought. timing thing. Why at that time? Uh, I'm trying to think of like what I was doing three years ago. Um, it, you know, if I'd seen it three years ago, I might actually have done it because it just, you know, it's like with everybody, it just depends on when something comes into your consciousness. 
Um, if you go back 10 years ago, no, because I was learning screenwriting and doing short films and things like that. So I had gotten involved in media, but not in radio or what I would call like, what is it? On demand radio, right? Yeah. Audio. I don't know. What did I just say? Video? I mean, <laughs> yeah, audio. I don't know what I said. Doesn't matter. It's not getting edited. Plus, I make you laugh. It's worth it. So anyway. Oh, oh I'll just I'll just go into stoic mode. Oh, no, d- please. Don't do that. <laughs> I'll give you Torture. nothing to work with. Nothing uh, to work with. Anyway, so it hit me. It just, it hit me at the right time. And um, with a lot of creative things that I start, I went in and with a lot of enthusiasm, mm-hmm. I, 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 I hate to bring up trauma, but I really do think it's a traumatic response. I went into freeze. Like I was so into it and so enthusiastic and I felt supportive of other people. And then I went into this like, I don't know what to do. And I spent most of the fellowship going, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't I don't know what podcast to do. And I finally yeah, just title said, description. Who's it for? What's it for? He's like, oh my God. It was, it, I had, yeah, it was a slow meltdown. And so I finally just selected something be, as an exercise. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. And so I can move forward and I can always change mm. it, you know? So that's, that's what I did towards the very end. And I'm like going, oh my God, okay, well, write this thing quickly. You're running out of time. Yeah. So while pressure. you have the safe space, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you know, you can have more than one podcast, right? <laughs> you can I know, but stuff. that was a problem. Cause then, then I wanted to do two and people like going, Heather, just try and do one. Can you do one? I'm like, well, I don't know. I barely could do zero a couple, a couple <laughs> weeks ago. So you know, um, there's an infinitely mm-hmm. larger, you know, zero to one is really hard. It is. Uh, it is. That first one's really hard. So yes, I did. Yeah. I did develop a, a podcast called geeks in the green room because I wanted to talk to people who did community theater and I did get one person to do that. And then it became quickly difficult to find anybody in community theater who actually wanted to talk about it so i started expanding like anybody who was involved with tv any geek in any green room right <laughs> pretty much except sports because i know nothing about sports but yeah anything yeah. uh so i i interviewed a whole bunch of people and uh i haven't done anything with that for a while because i'm doing something else but um it, huge learning curve some fun stuff and and my podcast is still out there if you guys want to try it out <laughs> yeah it's i think it's neat i mean it's also fun if have you gone back and listened to like your third episode like I how far back that. would episode three be in terms of time time yeah so a year ago two years ago three years ago well 2020 no it wasn't that far back okay so it's like a so... good yeah, it'd be fun like go listen to episode three be okay. sure to have whatever your comfort whatever your go-to comfort stress thing is like if you have a stress pillow or <laughs> just be sure you have that <laughs> Oh, I've, yeah, had, I, I've had guests show up bringing like, well, they don't bring, never had somebody bring their stress pillow with them, but I have had somebody come into a space where I was going to record in person and like come in the door, look around, find the sofa, r- basically run to the sofa, jump on the sofa, sit cross-legged, grab a pillow and like, and I'm just like, wow. okay, this is somebody who is slightly nervous. And of course my reaction was <laughs> because I'm super organized, I had scoped in advance. I, was, I had rented a place for a week to do this. We had people coming through. But the day before I had done the very first episode, I went and I found the best local coffee shop. This is in a city that I'm not familiar with. So I knew where it was. And when this person came in all like totally freaked out, there was no way they were ready to do an interview. I'm like, I really need a cup of coffee. How about you? And they were like, yes, please. And then, you know, like I'm the most manipulative, but benevolent, nice person. <laughs> I was like, I need coffee. And the 
person who works with me looked at me, but knows enough not to go, huh? You know, cause I would never do that. And I was like, I need a cup of coffee. And then the guest was like, oh my God, yes, please. And the three of us went for a cup of coffee. It was only like a few feet away. And then we sat there for 15 minutes and now I'm off on a tangent, but basically after we came back more, mm. ca- like you would think more caffeine, make it worse. No, after that, the guest was just excited and super happy. And oh. we had a really, had like really good conversation. Um, nice. That has nothing to do with what we were talking about. No, it sort However, of does, though. But how, how do you do? How do you do a cup of coffee version if somebody like I did all mine via Zoom? Oh, excellent question. The answer you know, is you can't. So, I mean, you can is do it something. Your tone of voice, like your voice, is so soothing. Mine, it's not. I have a nice voice. I have a very nice speaking voice. I was told I had a nice speaking voice a long time ago, but it don't think that does it. Uh, well, okay. There are uh, first of all. Great. We only have eight minutes, so don't take uh, that long. Trust to me, answer. I have a big timer. I'm watching. I have the stop button, <laughs> not you. Uh, I will say because I've, I've said this many times: if you can think of something that you can do before you press record or after you press stop that makes things better, you should at least try that, and mm. probably make it part of your bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. So, one of the things I would suggest is: so you mentioned your voice, mm-hmm. and one of the things I would say is, and I'm going to make you all um, self-conscious: is a boom mic is a terrible choice if you're worried about how your voice sounds. Because one of the things that you can hear is when I move around, you can tell that I'm being animated. Oh my God, if I move my head around a lot, I'm talking, right? And you laugh because you can see it, but everybody else can feel the change in energy. If you have a boom Mm. mic and it's always in the same place, your voice never changes. So that's, I'm not not saying throw out your, you know, MPOW headset because those things are really hard to get now. Keep that. Oh, really? Yeah, those are unobtainable. (laughs) Keep your MPOW. However, you might want to experiment with a different mic that sits lower. So as a theater person, you should know that the projection, right? The, can you hear that? Mm-hmm. Right? That's, he's, he's, I'm he's, actually. He's beating his chest, ladies and yes, gentlemen, that, and children. <laughs> that comes from the breastbone because your lungs are under there. So part right. of the operatic stuff is from lower in your chest. And guess mm. what? If I take the mic and try to just keep talking the same, but move the mic up here, That's it probably higher. sounds a little different, even yeah. though it's about the same volume level. And mm. I, I I changed the angle of the mic and I moved it. I just moved it up. So now it's like 30 degrees above me angled down, as opposed to if I take the microphone and I try to talk the same, but I move <gasps> the mic down here, two things happen. The popping peas now get to the microphone. So you have to go off to the side. So the Peter Piper, <laughs> here's Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, <gasps> missing the mic, as opposed to Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled right on the mic. So the mic's um, off to the side, but with it below me, theater people, you know this, now you get more of the bass. Mm, so I need one of off- those. Yeah. So <laughs> I was going to say, if you're concerned about how your voice sounds, because you're thinking it should sound better for the guest, then play with mic tech. Don't, please don't, everybody listening and you don't get all self-conscious about, oh, I got to do a better job because you're self-conscious. Mm. But I, I, this mic is very intentional. When I use this mic, I give guests headphones. I use these mics in person. I put it on a stand and I, I don't, don't, I don't hand it to them because they do really horrible things. I set it on a mic stand and I get it where it brings out the best in their voice. Mm. So I set it like over here and then I give them headphones and then they tend to, <laughs> they like really, they like, they, they tell me really important stories. So setting them up for that space, you can't do that. If you don't have physical control, they show up with their, you know, Apple wireless earbuds, which are, I guess, 
okay, but horrible for really conveying the emotion. So that's the first thing I would say is you can work really hard um, mm-hmm. in a good way to create the auditory experience for the guest. That's one thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, your background is actually really nice because uh, uh, chrysanthemums are those chrysanthemums. No, what's on the board? You have a oh, they're flower. just puffy. I don't know what they are. They're they're paper flowers that I stole. Looks from, like a chrysanthemum. It's nice, but Thank everything you. in the background here, including the this picture frame here, nobody else can oh, see my this. That picture yeah. frame. That little thing is a picture of my wife on a beach, and this Aww. picture frame here is a picture of me. And you can't really see that, but you get a, you get the idea that there's some photos back there. Yeah, and like. You can't see the stained glass it's so well. Soothing, but right? Is that yes, the idea? Yes, I'm very mindful. There's, there's, there's chaos, you know, like over here. <laughs> but we're not going to take, you know. So I'm. If you're mindful about what is the auditory and the visual experience of your guests, that goes a long way. Yeah. Um, you know, well, like, I did set dress this, believe it or not. I removed a bunch of crap from behind me, even though I know nobody can see this. I know but, you can but see it. But that's clearly so. you being mindful of the experience of the other person. So that's right. that's the kind of thing that I do. Um, I'm nuts. You know, I, I, I rearrange the rooms, you know, like I'll show up at your house and rearrange your house, you know, to prepare you for your interview. Um, huh. But if I can, I'll, I'll, I'll arrange the guests to have the best view. Like if there's a window, I'll arrange it so the guests can see out, not me, or which side of the room is going to sound better. Um, and just try to do all those things to make them feel comfortable sometimes. That's really nice. Yeah. You're making me feel comfortable. I feel very soothed. Well, that's the other thing. Um, <laughs> you know what mirror neurons are? Brain chemistry. Yes. Um, okay. So mirror neurons, everybody has these. You have them. You use them. It's how society, it's like how you get along. You can practice intentionally mirroring what the other person is doing. So I'm mindful of whether or not my hands are in the frame or out of the frame. Like, so I don't talk with my hands down here where you can't see them. If I'm, if I'm going to gesticulate, I bring them up here where you can see them. It's like, you know, Steve Martin, wild and crazy, right? (laughs) You can do that in person and you can do it on video calls. So you can be thinking, um, uh, how much headspace. So the video frame is touching the top of my head which is very intentional. Like I, I want you to be able to, to like see me. Now, if you're in person, yeah. life is much easier. You can just, <laughs> Heather's adjusting your video camera. Um, so that when you do that in a video call, you can be intentional about like how much, you know, what are you sharing? And uh, right. I mean, what are you sharing with your hands and your face? And that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I happen to be an animated to the point of, you know, multiple detentions in high school. I happen to be an animated person. So I tend to be emphatic and gesticulate and make people laugh, but I can totally do the, I'm sorry that your dog died. Like I can totally do that. I don't have to be the clown, you know, when it's not appropriate. So it's that, the, I those don't are, think of you that way at all. You're just so calm and soothing on our call. Uh, you've never and- heard me have a conversation with a guest who's talking about um, the death of their loved one. You know, like mm. they came home and found them hung, had hung themselves. Oh my that's, God. That's a little bit more of an intense conversation. Yeah. And I, the, wow. um, a lot of the podcasting journey for me has been like Craig learning, hashtag see Craig learn. You know, it's really not good. <laughs> Please and, write a book. No, but having okay. said that, a movie. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time intentionally practicing like, oh, this guest is going to a dark place. And instead of me getting uncomfortable, which used to happen now, I'm, I'm super interested in like, is this guest okay going like sometimes people go places, they're not even paying attention. Um, so another thing that mm-hmm. you can do as a host trying to create a space for the guest is to, is to have the the meta, the higher level train of thought, like, what are we talking about? Like, no, we're, we're still in safe land. This is good. Okay. This guest is bringing up something that is obviously going to be really emotional for them. 
I mean, I'm okay with that, but are they going to be okay with that? And like, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll, I'll either try to bring a little bit of lighthearted into it, or sometimes I'll just let it, you know, like let it develop and be emotional and emote with them. Mm-hmm. So it took me a while to get comfortable being artificial like that. Like, okay, yeah. this conversation with like, not ours, you know, Heather, but like this conversation that we're recording yeah. is getting very deep. Yeah. Okay. I have to, I wasn't in a deep mood. Like I, I wasn't down for that, but I can do that. I can be that. And that's what would best serve this guest. So that's where I'm going. Yeah. I got um, so those are kind of like three things that I'm touching on, like yeah. the tech and the- That is awesome and, stuff. Lucky me. <laughs> but no. we should have recorded that. Oh, yeah, anything else you want? Crap. No, I'm kidding. It's recorded. Um, but yeah, so we spun off on Craig talking about how Craig does podcasting, which is fine. <laughs> Lucky me. But and I don't mean that show. ironically. I feel like it came out of my mouth kind of snarky. And I don't mean it that way at all because any time I get to spend with you is awesome. Oh, stop. But I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts on how about, how about this? So having done the transition from somebody who like is passionate about listening to podcasts and having clearly transitioned to somebody who's passionate about making podcasts. Um, is there anything you can say to people who are stuck? So they're a podcaster, they know how to do it, but they just quite not quite getting to the published part. And I'm not trying to like, you know, hold a mirror up and make you treat yourself. I'm, I'm just saying like, you managed to jump the shark to get from listener to creator. How do we <laughs> get crazy. other people to do that? Um, uh, honestly, since I'm allowed to, to swear, I'd say, <laughs> I hate to leave the show on this. I'd say you have to kind of say fuck it because you can be your own worst enemy. And I have suffered from uh, stage fright all my life, I, even though I have a pleasant voice, I don't like to listen to it sometimes. And sometimes you just have to say, I really, you got to look beyond your discomfort and uh, find the reason you want to do it in the first place. And then yes. just keep trying to move forward. It's so hard, but just keep trying to move forward because your voice, your story, I'm all about story, obviously. It's why I'm working on this new project to help people write about their lives in journaling. It's all about just kind of, uh, you have to move through the discomfort, pretend it's not there. I, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of things you can do. It's, it's kind of like writer's block and social anxiety. It's all those things. But if you really want it and you really love it, just make it happen. Thank you very much, Heather. It was a delight. And I Thank think you. that's where we're going to end. Excellent. Thank you so much, Craig, for having me on.